evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the November 22nd, 2015 edition of Season 3 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weisselberg. That's W-E-I-S. S-E-L-B-E-R-G, or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is YLS Wise Guy. that's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y, because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade, and if you've won a championship within that period, you've already benefited from their amazing handiwork and craftsmanship. Please give Mike, Larry, and the entire gang a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official, analyst, but most of all, like you, I am a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of our shows from our first season, last season, and even this season. Plus, you'll be able to send in comments for each show, but please keep the comments nice, much like this show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Welcome back, everyone. Before we begin, I just want to wish a hearty yashakoch to all the 8th graders who took the BJEs today. You got it out of the way. Next up for you, finishing 8th grade, and then on to high school, where we can talk about your on-court accomplishments as well. Uh, welcome back, everyone, though. This is, I guess you can call this officially the first week of the real court report. Over the last few weeks, we've been giving you interviews from uh, people around the league that have been sort of previewing either previewing this upcoming season or have uh, just been some interesting pieces, much like the Cooper show last week. Uh, Loved the feedback from everyone, and uh, thank you for listening, tuning in, and for enjoying the, I guess you can call it, the pre-show season. Right now, we are going to dive into the Yeshiva League, though. The league is pretty much, I guess you can call it at the... Uh, 40% to 50% mark. Uh, it really only takes a couple of weeks to really get th- to that level. We started off the season just a few weeks after the holidays. We're talking the end of October. We're already now in the end of November, and you have teams in hockey and basketball that have gone through almost half their season. Literally, in hockey, you have teams that have gone through six games already, basketball teams that have gone through six games. So what we're going to do is we're going to spend this episode trying to catch everybody up to speed on what is going on in all of the different leagues around the Yeshiva League. Um, again, just so you have an idea of what we cover from for those who have who don't remember from last year, we cover basketball, JV and varsity, hockey, JV and varsity, and girls basketball uh, for whichever groups. It's the girls A, girls B, and JV. So we'll just dive right into those. I'll give you. 
uh, a little bit of a recap of the first couple of weeks of the regular season, how the standings look, some interesting things to to figure out for uh, for each of the leagues, and we'll then dive into um, what we can what we can expect for the next couple of weeks uh, over the Thanksgiving break. And for those uh, for those of you that have been waiting patiently, we will get into our first rankings. We'll uh, we'll go through the. Jewish Hoops America rankings for basketball, and we'll uh, we'll provide you with the court report rankings for the Yeshiva Hockey League seasons. I know a lot of you have been asking about those. Um, again, haven't been able to to really sit down and uh, and get those done, but now we've actually got it. I, I know it's a couple of weeks in, and a couple of you would have loved to have had it during the preseason, but uh, now that we have a lot of information, we have a lot of games that have played, and some interesting uh, some interesting notes. How in some in some ways, they sort of differ from the standings, especially when it comes to JV hockey, which we'll get into. We'll get into a little bit of an in-depth discussion on JV hockey as well today, because I want to really, I guess, hash out the argument for, for or against against the way the league is set up now. And I think uh, I think the records, as you will see, will stand will will stand to support the reasoning, and uh, as to as to really how how JV hockey has been turned on its ear because of the format that's been set out. So so we'll take a look at that. We'll also go through some of the major upsets that have happened in varsity basketball over the last three or four weeks and as to how they reshape they shape or reshape the respective divisions that they've happened in. And also at some of the surprising teams in uh, in each of the leagues, JV and varsity, that are making their way to the top of the standings charts. So let's kick things off with hockey because we've been on such a basketball tilt for the past few weeks. We are going to start off in the Varsity Hockey League. Now, interesting phenomenon in the Varsity Hockey League this year. I know it's supposed to be that way, but it seems that for the majority of this, it's just it's been virtually even for the last few years, but this year really is a case of home cooking. The home teams have won an inordinate amount of games to start off the season. I think of the games, only 12 of the, of the first, I don't know how many games we've played so far, only 12 road teams have walked in and taken away victories. And we'll go through all these right now. We'll start off in the East. Just, uh, just an interesting note. Starting off in the East, where Hafter is a perfect 6-0. Hafter, completely dominant team, taking apart everybody in the division this year. This past two, the last two weeks alone, taking out Flatbush 4-2, uh, defeating DRS 3-0, and beating Rombom in Rombom 6 Six to one. Uh, Hafter really coming on strong to start the year. Of course, they're a solid team. They have really, really good players all the way down to the bench level, and they're using them perfectly. Ryan Gluck has been phenomenal at net. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if this team can be taken down this year. Right behind them at this very moment is Flappush at five and one. Flappush getting off to a to a good start this season, defeating Hank five three. Also defeating Mag and David six to four, and then Mag and David in Flatbush six three, uh, beating Sal Sheck eight nothing, and and losing to Flat and uh, losing to half of this past week as their as their only loss. And not to mention their four nothing shutout win of North Shore in Flatbush. Behind them, Rombom at three and one. Rombom having an interesting start to the year, starting off with a seven one win over Mag and David, uh, followed up by by a uh, dominant 8 nothing win in North Shore, 
Then defeating, sorry, then losing to Hafter in interesting fashion, 6-1 last week. Uh, but popping back to defeat a Ramaz team, uh, 5-2 Ramaz playing, missing uh, Alex Glabach over the last couple of weeks uh, since their TABC game, which we'll get to. But that game could have easily gone the other way with 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 Glabach there. So um, we'll get to them. We'll get to that division in just a minute where we'll discuss that. In the East, there's also DRS at two and two, Hank at two and three. DRS at two and two. Uh, even though they're playing some very good hockey, DRS starting out the year with a with a six nothing win over North Shore and a four one win over Hank, dropping the next two games, losing to Hafter. Well, no, they, they lost a game earlier in the season to to TABC five to two. So right now, DRS is really our measuring stick. They're the only team that has played both Hafter and TABC, and uh, their losses to DRS are, are to Hafter and TABC. So the truth is, they're not. DR, I mean, DRS for all of its for all of its shortcomings is this. That are potentially uh, happening this coming year or this season, they're they're sticking right up there. Their two losses are two of the best teams, and they're not such far-fetched games. Uh, Hank at two and three. Hank uh, coming out starting the season, losing to Flopbush, losing to Hafter, but writing uh, and losing to DRS, but writing the ship against North Shore 7 nothing, But then an interesting win in Hank, uh, a 2-1 win over Solomon Schechter. Um, so Hank's sort of going back and forth a bit. I guess that's more par for the course uh, for the East uh, this year. But Hank uh, stumbling a bit, still coming away with a 2-1 victory over Solomon Schechter. Uh, Jeremy Holden, again, up to his old tricks, keeping Solomon Schechter in games. Uh, they still have not found their stride, though. Uh, they're 0-4. Megan David just ahead of them with 2 points at one and four. Uh, Solomon Schechter and North Shore, the only winless teams in the East. Solomon Schechter at zero and four. North Shore at zero and seven. Uh, so. Uh the the race for the middle of the pack is is still yet to be determined, but at the top you have Hafter at six and zero, Flappers at five and one. If once Flappers starts facing uh, better teams, the question is, are they going to to fall back to earth? They still have to face Rombom, they still have to face DRS. They get Hank again, I believe. I'm not sure, uh, but either way, they still have the meat of their schedule. They still have to face Frisch and Ramaz in the cross games. Will Will uh, Glaubach be back for for their game against? Flatbush, it's a little later on in the year. So all these are possibilities, and all these can affect the the top of the of the East. Uh, again, Rambam uh, at three and one. Which way will they go? They can easily move up uh, a couple of games over the next two weeks. That could that could push them upward. They have DRS coming up on their schedule. A win over DRS would definitely give them some momentum moving forward. Uh, but if not, give DRS life and really knock Rambam down a bit into a battle more for a wild card 4-5 game as opposed to a, a top three. So these next couple of weeks in the Eastern Conference are really, really vital as they hit around the halfway point. Out West, uh, TABC at 5-0, and still undefeated, especially with the win last night over Frisch, a Phenomenal win, 5-2 over Frisch. SAR right behind them at 4-1. Frisch at 4-2. JEC at 3-1-0-1. Ramaz at 3-3. MTA at 3-5. Kushner at 2-3. Westchester at 0-5. Just going through this, SAR taking, uh, starting off their season well, defeating MTA uh, back-to-back games 6-0 and 5-0, and then beating Kushner 7-3. 
But the game everybody was talking about was that huge 7-3 loss to Frisch earlier on this month. Uh, a huge loss, uh, especially given the fact that, that SAR uh, mortgaging... Uh, mortgaging the JV by bringing Shua Friedman and Jason Burian up and, and it resulting in a loss like this to Frisch. They haven't even faced TABC yet, um, but it really not resulting, looking to looking like it's going to result in in any added standings for this team. I guess I guess it is. Um, I guess it potentially would relate would would relay itself to a win or two more, but still behind Frisch and, and almost almost certainly behind TABC. We'll figure out this Tuesday night when they play. But a, a huge loss of TABC, and you're really questioning this move, especially when we get to JV. We'll discuss what's going on with the SAR JV team. But SAR needing a big win this week against TABC to sort of uh, to sort of validate. That, that move. Frisch though, Frisch last night, um, Frisch coming into last night, and even last night proved that they are, uh, they're still a, a, a force. Uh, that game last night was tight throughout, at least until the, the, the end of the second period, start of the third, when TABC actually pulled away for a 5-2 win. But over the course of the season, Frisch has shown itself to, to really have a, uh, to really have the ability uh, with the exception of a stumble at Ramaz 4-2. Other than that, they look like they're going to be a powerhouse this year. Uh, again, defeating SAR 7-3, defeating JEC 5-1. Uh, Jason Silverstein having to stand on his head that game, as he's done so often. Uh, JEC 3-1-1, uh, starting off the season very, very nicely. A win over Westchester, a win over Megan David in a crossover game, a win over Solomon Schechter in their other crossover game. So I guess you could say for the most part, it's, it's, uh, beating up on the easier teams, uh, but they're, they're still in the mix. I guess you still gotta, you gotta take them into consideration, especially if Ramaz is gonna keep sliding. It depends on how long, much longer Glaubach is gonna be out. But Ramaz started off the year with a 4-2 win over Frisch. They lost to TABC for nothing, uh, defeated Westchester. Also, the, the loss against Rambam this week. Uh, so they're, they're in decent shape, but the West is always generally packed. Uh, MTA has started out a bit, uh, a bit up and down. Again, the two losses to MTA, uh, sorry, the two losses to SAR, uh, a 4-1 win over North Shore, a 13-1 win over Westchester, uh, a 1-0 overtime win over JEC though. Um, uh, Max Hershkowitz has been playing phenomenal in net, uh, having to, uh, given, uh, some of the games that the team in front of him has played, uh, but coming Close with a 2-1 loss to Kushner, uh, and even the games against SAR for the most part, uh, I guess you know he, he's he's definitely shown that that MTA could work its way into the playoff conversation, especially with that win over JEC. But Kushner right behind uh, them at two and three, a little up and down, needing to get the goaltending in order, having phenomenal uh, 9-1 win over Westchester. And also the 2-1 win over MTA, but dropping games to TABC, SAR, twice really, and one of those games was a 7-0 shutout. So I guess you can't fully blame the goaltending there. Uh, again, definitely missing Jack Rees in net, but the team's got to put the ball in the net for that, uh, for that to be the only 
the only problem, the only thing holding them back this early on in the season. Westchester at 0-5. We're going to have a race, though, for the for the final playoff spot in the West. Again, for the East and West, five teams in each division making the the, the playoff jump. Um, so far, the inter- uh, last year, uh, I know we kept track of this because of how funny it was that the East was just at such a disparate uh, disadvantage when it came to their games against the West. This year so far... It's uh, almost it, it, it's pretty much the same way to start in their crossover games. The West has won four of the first five. Uh, JEC eight four over Megan David MTA four one over North Shore TABC five two over DRS JEC three nothing over Salmon Schechter. The only I guess you can call major game again Rambam five two over Ramaz. But again. This is not this is not the Ramaz team that we're going to see throughout the year. The Ramaz team that they went into Rambam gave them a very tough game. Probably could have been different had, had Glaubach been there. So that team look for look for Ramaz down the stretch to sort of pick it up and stand out from the three win teams. Uh, I, I would venture uh, on them taking a playoff spot, one of the play, one of the remaining playoff spots in the in the West. I know I say remaining, uh, but when looking at it, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams. Of that, you will likely have all seven teams, seven of the eight teams, fighting for that spot. There really is no no break there, although you have a couple of teams that are sliding a bit. So we'll see what happens over the coming weeks. Looking at the schedules, um, you have... Um, Oh, it seems as if Mag and David and Westchester also played a game this past week. So add add one to the Mag and David side of things. I don't have a result for that, but I'm I'm willing to to bet that Mag and David took that game. So that'll also add one to the cross conference if Mag and David did take that. So two wins for the East, only one really of note. Again, this coming week, uh, Mag and David Rambam on Monday night. Mag and David uh, Rambam needing needing a push going to their game with DRS next week. Uh, on Tuesday, you'll have Flappush and DRS. Uh, DRS looking to get back on the right track after that loss to Hafter. Next week, uh, Mag and David and Hank will play Monday. Rambam and DRS will play Monday night as well. That'll start to uh, separate the middle of the pack, as I said before. Uh, both teams can either wind up at 3-2, and two, or Rambam can can build some momentum with a win over DRS. Wednesday will be North Shore and DRS, Flatbush and Solomon Schechter, and Mag and David and Hafter. There is one uh, cross-divisional uh, game that will happen next Thursday between Westchester and Solomon Schechter, so it's likely that one of those teams will get their first win if if Solomon Schechter uh or Westchester don't tie. Um, over in the West, Tuesday night, huge game, SAR and TABC. Again, SAR needing to make a statement in the division, a win over uh, undefeated TABC will absolutely do that. Tuesday, uh, next Tuesday, though, uh, huge rivalry game, JEC Kushner. Uh, can't wait to see what re- uh, what results come out of that one. Again, JEC goalie dependent. Kushner uh, completely in need of, of, uh, of its goaltending to step up. And then Thursday, uh, Ramaz against JEC, uh, assuming that uh, Glaubach will be back for that game. Ramaz should uh, should get back to form, and a game like this is absolutely necessary. Uh, JEC currently in the same 
set of teams that that they have. Uh, gonna do the rankings here, the first rankings of the season. Obviously going to be controversial at the top, but let's start at the bottom. 16th we have, in uh, of the 16 teams, number 16 is Westchester. Uh, Westchester at 0-5. Um, no surprise here. 15th, uh, North Shore. North Shore jumping out 0-7. Capable of winning a game here and there, maybe taking a game against uh, Solomon Schechter. Uh, we'll see what happens when those two meet up. Solomon Schechter Above them at 14, basically for the way they played at Hank, uh, clo- coming close in that game. 13 is Mag and David, 12 MTA, 11 Kushner, JEC at the 10 spot, uh, being 3-1-1, one, one, having defeated uh, all teams uh, below their station at this point. Uh, Hank at 9th. Ramaz at 8th, Rambam in 7th, number 6, DRS, looking right outside the top 5. At the cusp of the top 5, SAR. SAR has put together several games against good teams, and uh, we'll see what happens when they play more middle-of-the-pack teams uh, to determine whether or not they rise or fall, or if DRS or Rambam, uh, one of those two will likely jump over SAR if SAR cannot beat TABC this coming week. Flatbush in the fourth spot. Again, we'll see uh, how they play against better teams. Uh, the game against Hafter was obviously a very good one for them, and that deserves the top five spot. Frisch, despite the loss last night, at the three spot because they have played a very good season. Otherwise, with the exception of that Ramaz loss, but Ramaz being as high uh, as it, Ramaz would be higher because they would probably have had more wins with uh, maybe maybe another win. If you had the Rambam game in there, maybe another win would probably be a little higher up in the rankings. So Frisch definitely deserves to be where it is right now. Top two, I know there's going to be an argument over this, um, but i got to give the nod at the top to the defending champions at the moment. Hafter is playing phenomenal hockey. TABC winning all their games. Not all of them in beautiful fashion, but they're beating tougher teams than Hafters at this point. I think the point where you're going to see Hafter and TABC potentially flip-flop is if TABC loses a game or when the two face each other. When the two face each other, we could come out with that clear-cut picture of who should be one. I think at this point, it's got to be TABCs for uh, uh, to lose. And if they do, uh, if they drop a game, Hafter finds itself in the top spot. I, I think that the two of them are just a level above everybody else. And I, I really think we're on a crash course potentially for a TABC Hafter championship if teams like Frisch and Rambam uh, can't... Uh, can't get the get the get the ship straightened and start taking out some of the teams at the top. Let's move over to JV now. Right now, the JV league is pretty interesting. Again, we're talking about three divisions here, so we'll go through them each uh, piece by piece. Uh, the East looking like a bloodbath to start out the year. DRS a perfect four and zero. Jakey Friedman and that squad just ripping through the East, uh, defeating North Shore six one. Uh, beating Hank 2-1, a very close game between two solid goalies that night, uh, beating Hafter 5-0, and then last week coming on just laying waste to SAR, uh, uh, the defending champions. SAR in all sorts of trouble. We'll get to that when we get to the Western Division. Uh, Hank right behind DRS at 3-1-0-1. Besides for that DRS blemish, the only... The only loss was a, an overtime loss to Hafter at 2-1-1. Uh, 
other than that, uh, starting off the season, six and two, six to two win over Rambam, taking North Shore three one. Uh, then you have North Shore at two and two three and one. Hafter at two one zero oh, and one. Rambam, uh, defending uh, finalist at one 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 and one. So. This this new format really sees the Eastern Division just sort of cannibalizing itself, and it's going to affect them when it comes down to the playoff race. I hope we get enough time to talk about that today. We'll see. Moving over to the Central, you have uh, actually we'll start. We'll move to the Central afterwards, just to, so we can sort of talk about that and highlight that. Moving to the West, uh, TABC three. Oh, oh, and one at the top with seven. Sorry, three, oh, and one, seven points. Frisch at three and oh. Ramaz at two and four. SAR, one, two, and one. MTA at one and four. Some of the big action early on. Frisch taking a win over Ramaz five to two. TABC dominating Ramaz eight to two. SAR, eleven, three over MTA. TABC, six, two over Ramaz. Frisch, seven, three over SAR, much like its varsity team. Um, and then uh, Frisch a 3-1 win over MTA, and uh, Ramaz a 4-1 win over MTA. Interesting game in there is the SAR-TABC tie at 1-1. Other wins uh, from the West, uh, you have TABC defeating Mag and David 5-0, and Ramaz defeating Shari. Um, uh, really, both teams actually, both divisions, the East and West, laying waste to the Central Division. It just shows the disparity, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, but in the West, you're going to have much of the same thing. And it's, and it's interesting to see SAR uh, right now at 1-2-1. At one, and one. Uh, and They've only uh, faced, they faced Frisch once, they faced TABC once. They're going to face both of them again. So there's a potential where they can wind up with, if they're not, if they're not careful, four losses. And if you get to four losses in the way this league works, because right now, let me just rehash. It's three divisions. Three the three division winners each get playoff berths automatically, and then the next five teams from the divisions uh, get uh, get wild card berths. So, in my estimation, I, I generally have an estimation point every year with the point total that you need to get. For my money, in in the JV, in order to make the playoffs, in order to be sure you can make the playoffs, you gotta get, you gotta, you gotta breach that 11 point mark. If you have 12 or more, you're gonna make the playoffs. If you have 11, you're sort of on that borderline. If you have 10, it's highly, un, it, it's not highly unlikely. Uh, 10 is sort of like, eh, depending on how the other divisions go. Eight or below, you're probably not making the playoffs. So if you're looking, if you're SAR and you're looking at the prospect of two more losses at this point, you're looking at the very best a five, four, and one record, which is 11 points. So you kind of got to win the rest of your games here. And it's sort of like we talked about the gamble of Burian and uh, and Friedman playing varsity and how it really affects the team. Uh, that's a team that could just be looking at uh, a 6, 7, or 8 spot uh, when it comes to playoff time. But the West is doing the same thing as the East. And the Central the Central is sort of where you have that, that break, that breakaway. You have Flatbush at 3-0, and JEC at 3-0, and Megan David at 1-3, and YDE at 1-4, and Shari at 0-4. Uh, these teams, uh, Flatbush and JEC, clearly above the rest of the pack. Uh, Although the funny part is, you put them back into last year's divisions. Right now, Flappish is fighting. You know, I, I see both Flappish and JEC fighting for playoff spots. If you were to put Flatbush in the East, JEC in the West, and said, all right, top five teams make it, I think you might have both of these teams sort of on the outside looking in. JEC might have a step above MTA, but it, it for the most part, 
that doesn't say much about these teams and the fact that the Central Division now it gives two teams, uh, uh, it gives a team like Flappers and JEC a chance to make the playoffs, uh, just having another division. It gives one of them a division championship. But is that really how you want it? Like, I'm all for these teams making the playoffs as long as they earn it. And I, I think the sad part about the way the division setup is and the way the playoff setup is, it really doesn't give them that opportunity. Like, it's it sort of spoon feeding one of them a championship and a first round, a first round game. And the other one, the other team is likely to get a playoff berth as well, just because of the division. I mean, Mag and JEC right now, uh, has defeated YDE. They, def- they, they shut out Mag and David. Uh, they, they beat Shari. And if you're looking on the other end, Flapwish beat Mag and David also. They did, they dropped YDE 12-1. Uh, they also walloped Shari. So those two are clearly the ones ahead. Uh, they're clearly going to be the ones that are that are moving on with at least 12 points in the division, taking six wins over Mag and David, YDE, and Shari. The question is going to be, what do they do against every other division? I, I'm... I'd be hard-pressed to say that you're going to find um, JEC or Flatbush picking up wins over the East or Western Division teams that they play. And it's funny, because Flatbush is going to face a team like Rombaum. So if Rombaum, which is right now at the bottom of the East, um, looking to pick up steam, though, beats a team at the top like Flatbush, what does that say about about the, comp- the competition levels in the two divisions? I guess we'll see over the coming weeks. SAR and JEC will face this coming Monday night. Uh, so we'll get the chance to see how JEC does against a team outside of its own division. Let's go into that schedule right now. Monday, uh, Monday night, uh, SAR, JEC. Uh, we'll also have YDE and Mag and David. Uh, Tuesday, Western Division showdown between MTA and TABC. Mon- uh, then moving on to next Monday, you have Rombaum DRS and Flatbush Frisch, both cross, uh, sorry, Rombaum and East game and Flatbush Frisch a cross game. Uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday will be a Central Division matchup with JEC and Shari. Wednesday, uh, North Shore and DRS. Thursday, uh, four games on the docket. Two West games, MTA and SAR and Frisch and TABC. A Central game with YDE and Flatbush and a crossover game in a Central East game with Mag and David and Hafter. So we'll touch more on this as it goes on. I guess as it goes on, I'll give a little more of what I think should have been done, but in the interest of time and getting everything in today, I I think uh, just a little overview of it. Uh, I think we'll get into it more uh, next time as we'll have a little more time to discuss JV hockey. Just very quickly, going to give a top five for my JV uh, in terms of uh, rankings. Uh, Five, fifth place I got Hafter from the east, fourth TABC from the west, Hank third uh, from the east, Frisch second from the west, DRS number one from the east. Interestingly enough, the first central team you're going to get, JEC at tenth. So that should just show you a lot of what we're talking about right there. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nakam Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. We're going to move back over to basketball now. We've been talking basketball for the last couple of weeks. I know that it's been mostly about tournaments. Now we're finally getting back to Yeshiva League play. Let's take a look through what's gone on since the beginning of the season. 
looking at the standings, the standings show a really, really interesting dynamic. You have at the top DRS six and zero, Hank five and one, Rombaum four and three, Hafter three and one, Flatbush two and two, Mag and David, Shari Torah, YDE and Northshore all looking for their first wins. I think you got to start off the top. DRS going through their schedule already, uh, showing that the wins in the Mag and David tournament and Cooper are, they're not a fluke. They, they've run through some pretty powerful opponents. They beat Flatbush by four coming back to start off the season, 42-38. Uh, they've also topped some interesting teams. Uh, they beat Rombaum by almost doubling them up, 52-29. Beat North Shore, uh, by, by 20 as well. Beat YDE. So, they have they have a couple of interesting games on their slate taken down already. Six and zero, definitely leading the pack. I think Hank is a bit of a surprise at five and one right behind them, taking out Rombaum early on in the season. They've also managed wins against Hillel and uh, Shari Torah and Rombaum. So I guess maybe it's just because of the games that they, that have been at the front of their schedule, teams that they should be beating. Uh, whether or not they're going to stay there at uh, at one of the top couple of spots depends on when they start facing DRS and Hafter. Their biggest game to this point, their best opponent, uh, was Flatbush back in the beginning of um, I'm sorry, the, yeah, back, back in the middle of the month, uh, the, uh, playing them on the 10th, where they lost them by 10, 53 to 43. So Hank right now sitting in the second spot at 5 and 1. Right behind them, Rombaum at 4 and 3. Rombaum's had a bit of an up and down season, uh, as well. Uh, they, they've played some pretty good teams, beaten, they beat a, they beat Flatbush, uh, which I guess was a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, shock for them, 51 to 50. But then they've also gone out and, uh, and put up a couple of a uh, couple of uh, bad results. They lost to Hillel in a cross game. Uh, Hillel, though, not a bad team at three and two in the West. But you go against a team like Flappish, beat Flappish, and then go against Hillel. It's a game that if you really want to set a benchmark in your division, that you got to win. And so at 500 to four and three. Uh, again, Rambam, Rambam's a team that could go either way at this point. Uh, right now, behind them, and not really behind because they, because of any big games. Really, just behind them because they have only played four games because of all the tournaments they've been they've been in. Is Hafter at three and one? Hafter started out the season as we believed that they would, um, coming out beating YDE. Uh, beating Mag and David, the biggest the biggest game that they've played though so far was against Flatbush a week after the Cooper tournament. This was about a week ago. After went in, uh, sorry, after went into Flatbush, had an early double digit lead and watched it fade away. Flatbush took the second half handily. Beating them 60 to 50. So Hafter may be a little bit uh, coming off a, a little bit of a Cooper, uh, their their Cooper moment, uh, losing in the championship to DRS, getting caught up in Flatbush. Flatbush uh, finishing uh, in a, with a much worse a much worse tournament showing, having something to prove, coming out and beating the team that took second place in that tournament. So Flatbush took that opportunity to even their record at 2-2. Two and two. Flatbush right behind Hafter. Um, again, an up-and-down season for Flatbush so far. Uh, beating Hafter, but losing, as we said, losing to Rombaum, beating Hank, and uh, also, and just barely losing to DRS. So when it comes to the 
when it comes to the top two teams, almost beating DRS, beating Hafter, they've shown that they have the goods to do what they did two years ago when they were in JV, but they have to put the entire package together. Uh, Magan David, Shari Torah, YDE, and North Shore are all looking for their first wins. Magan David at 0-2, Shari Torah and YDE at 0-4, North Shore at 0-6. So you have one, two, three, four, five teams with wins, and then you have four teams that are going to be fighting for... You know, out of those four teams, one of those teams at the very least will make the playoffs. Right now, with a 14-game slate, North Shore dropping out of it ever, ever so quickly uh, after the success they've had the last couple of years. YDE, Shari Tor, and Magan David uh, will all get an opportunity. Magan David, again, having played two games, their schedule picking up over the course of this month. We'll see how they shake out and whether or not they can rise above the bottom pack. Moving over to the west, though, uh, interesting look at the top there. JEC finding themselves atop the leaderboard at six and one. JEC with a uh, with a nice win this week over TAB, uh, yeah over TABC fifty two to forty seven. They've put together a really really good schedule, uh, having come out defeating Ramaz. Also defeating um, defeating YDE from the East again, one of YDE's four losses. Beating SAR that was a that was a bit of a uh, bit of a shocker. JEC defeating SAR. Uh, the they had a game against Frisch that didn't turn out their way. They lost by seven. But JEC uh, with the Shulman twins really coming out as a force in the Western Division. But the story of the Western Division though has got to be the Heschel Heat. Heschel, coming from nowhere. Uh, two years ago, they were a fringe playoff team in JV. They're world beaters this year. They came in. They took out Frisch. That was that that, that blew everybody's mind. Uh, beating Frisch in overtime, 58 to 50. Going out, beating TABC two weeks ago, and then last week going out to Shalhevet and taking the the inaugural Shalhevet tournament, really ripping through the competition. That. It, this Heschel Heat team is some, maybe something special. It's early. They've only played three games in the league, but the three games they've played have all been eye-openers. And the rest of the games they've played around the country have really shown that this Heat team could do what its JV brethren did quite a few years ago. A couple of years ago, there was a story because two years ago, their varsity team went to the semifinals. This team could top that. It's very, very possible. Uh, they still have to face a very strong Frisch team uh, who is behind them at 2-1. and one. You got Hillel, who is at 3-2, and two, MTA at 3-2. and two. You have SAR at 2-1, and, and TABC at 2-2. Two and two. You have a nice cluster of teams, all of whom could make a run in what would be the second half of the season. You know, JEC hitting their seven-game mark. Kushner has already played eight games, and uh, they have two more coming up over this coming week. So they're blowing through their schedule. So these teams are these. This division uh, is going to be very packed as we come down to the wire. One team we haven't mentioned, as we uh, highlighted in our preview, and just mentioned North Shore Ramaz at 0 and 5, still looking for their first win. So team. Teams, again, this is a showcase on how in two years teams can find themselves uh, from uh, going from the kings of the pack 
all the way down to the bottom, just focusing on the teams in the middle, though. Again, Frisch, uh, for championship contenders, SAR, both at 2-1. and one. So for them, it's just really a matter of the fact that they've only played three games. SAR uh, coming in, uh, defeating... Let's see, who did they defeat this year? SAR defeated MTA by 17, and they also defeated Ramaz by 12. And their one loss to to JEC, which was a very close game, a four-point game. So they're very much uh, in the mix. Frisch, who who also defeated Ramaz, um, as we said, we also pointed out their loss to to Heschel. Uh, Their other victory was a was a seven-point win over JEC. So, JEC's only loss again to Frisch. Uh, so, as we see, JEC at the top. Frisch could easily be at the top as well. There are so many different ways that this could go, uh, this Western Conference, that by the time we get down to the playoff run, you'll have what looks like, what looks to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven teams probably fighting for six playoff spots, meaning that the West is going to be a division to really focus on this year. A couple of interesting games for both divisions coming up over the next two weeks. We'll take you through the games uh, that happened through Thanksgiving, just like we did in hockey. So Rambam and Hank faced off today that we don't quite have a a result for yet. Uh, we will get that to you the next time we are on the air. Tomorrow night, though, Hafter and Frisch. That is going to be a very interesting game. Um, the winner of that game uh, will really have a, a feather in their cap moving forward. Both these teams' championship contenders, Hafter, looking to to sort of erase the memories of that Flatbush game. Frisch looking to get past the the Heschel game um, because against good teams uh, because both of them need a win against a good team to sort of swap that out. So the winner of tomorrow night's game is going to find itself in a very interesting conversation uh, down the stretch. Coming up uh, also for the for the division on Tuesday, you're going to get that DRS Flappish rematch this time in DRS. Flappish almost pulled off the upset uh, at the beginning of the season, and now they're on a roll, given that win over Hafter, so they're coming in flying high. Maybe this is a different Flappish team going down to the second half. We'll see uh, after this game. Also on Tuesday night, North Shore, Mag, and David, one of those teams, will get their first win of the season. Uh, also happening, Shari and Rambam. So, um, Rambam looking to get a looking to get another win over Share after their 16-point win earlier this month. Uh, Wednesday will be YDE and Hank. Uh, by that time, Hank may have its seventh win, uh, which puts it firmly into contention for a for a first-round home game. Uh, having 14 games in the season, if you have your seventh win eight games in, you're, uh, unless the back stretch goes really, really wrong for them, Hank could be looking at the very least at a three or four seed in the Eastern Division. Um, that will do it for the East only for the next week. The week after that is going to feature Mag and David and Flappush, Shari and DRS, Rambam and Hafter, Flappush and Shari Torah, DRS and Hafter getting their first crack at each other outside of tournament play on uh, Thursday, December 3rd, and Mag and David and YDE, if neither of those teams have a win to that point, will get their first crack at a win on Saturday the 5th. Uh, moving over to the West, 
tomorrow night, Ramaz and Kushner, uh, two of the bottom teams in the division facing. Hillel and TABC, two of the middle teams facing on Wednesday. Uh, that'll do it for this coming week. There is an interdivisional game with YDE and Ramaz. So that's, that's coming next Tuesday. Um, then we'll have next Wednesday, Hillel and SAR. Uh, and JEC and TABC in their rematch. And that Thursday is going to be Heschel and MTA. So Heschel is going to get their first game outside of the of the Shalhevet tournament victory. Saturday night, that Saturday night, the 5th, will feature Frisch and Ramaz and JEC and SAR in their rematch. So these next two weeks are going to tell us a lot about a couple of teams. First of all, Hafter and Frisch coming up tomorrow night. DRS and Hafter coming up in uh, next week's games. And looking out west, the JEC-SAR game, the JEC-TABC game, will Heschel, uh, will Heschel have a little bit of a, uh, of a honeymoon period after the tournament win, uh, MTA getting an opportunity uh, against, a, against a Heschel team that hasn't played a, a Yeshiva League game in a couple of weeks. I think I'm going to circle the game Wednesday between TABC and Hillel. Two teams that are looking to sort of break out from the pack. Hillel at 3-2, and two, TABC at 2-2. Two and two. I think both teams need this win to sort of give them a push ahead in the, in the standings. So those games will be interesting ones to watch. Uh, and we'll see how the Varsity Basketball League shakes out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, now, as we generally do, we're going to move on to the Jewish Hoops American National Top 25. Glad to see it's back. Also glad to see that the Jewish Hoops America uh, website is back. Uh, give me a little source of information. Give everybody else a another basketball reference to go to. So congratulations for being back up. Let's go to the Jewish Hoops American National Top 25 right now. Varsity Basketball. So at the top, I don't think it's any. Uh, I don't think it's any question. DRS 13 and 0. Uh, unanimous uh, 10 top uh, 10 first place votes so DRS at the top again this is actually from last week November 15th uh, as the last rankings uh, DRS at the top uh, number two though uh, Heschel after their huge win at the at the shall have a tournament after their two huge wins here in New York uh, I think they they're very deserving of this they've beat some very good teams over the last couple of weeks I think the the question for me is more three and four you at the three hafter at the four I think this is more over what's gone on over the last couple of days at hafter losing to Flatbush but Eula taking taking a spill uh, as it as it pertains to Heschel so I, I mean going back to the two of them playing a couple of weeks ago in the Cooper tournament where hafter just dominated Eula in the semi Finals. I think that should maybe be given a little more credence, but I guess because of Hafter's loss to Flatbush, again Flatbush coming out of that tournament as the eighth place team, and and Hafter the second, uh, I guess that that sort of weighed heavily on the voters' minds. Uh, so Eula in the three, Hafter in the four. Weinbaum in the five, uh, or I guess you can call him Yeshiva High School of Boca Raton, Florida, uh, definitely making a solid showing, uh, especially against DRS in the in the second uh, in the quarterfinals against uh, DRS in the Cooper tournament. Definitely deserving of a high mention. Shall have it in sixth, Frisch in seventh, Rajji in the eighth spot, SAR ninth. Um, Rounding out the rest of the top 25 from Yeshiva League teams, TABC in 11th and JEC right behind them in 12th. 
go all the way down to 16th uh, with Hank Flatbush at 18th, MTA at 21, Hillel at 22. Uh, others receiving votes. Uh, oddly enough, Mag and David has four votes. I guess that's because uh, because of how they've played in their in their games. I mean, they're 0 and 2, and getting uh, four uh, four votes over over uh, other you know over other teams. So I guess uh, that means that Mag and David will likely be. I guess the voters think that Mag and David's going to be the team to come out of the pack there in the in the. Varsity East for one of the last playoff spots. So we'll see how that plays out in the coming weeks. Maybe Mag and David gets it back on track, and we see what the voters see, giving them a couple of votes here in the early going. Now taking a look at Boys JV, some interesting stuff going on in the East. Uh, At the top of the East, I'm going to do it differently than the MYHSAL website. I, I do this by wins just because it's so much easier than that. At the top of the East, Derek Hatora at 4-1. and one. We talked about this with Judah Ryan, how, how Derek Hatora, a, a team with juniors because of how many kids are in the school. Uh, in the past, a varsity team uh, with a couple of players uh, on their team now that played varsity last year, including Matovic, who was a, a dominant force, putting up uh, a couple of 50-point efforts last year, now playing in JV. So that team is is definitely putting itself ahead of many others. They beat North Shore by nine. They they put a hurting on Ezra by thirteen. Beat Hank uh, by four. Uh, their only loss on the year was a four-point loss to DRS, and DRS is no slouch. I mean, DRS comes in with a 3-0 and record right behind them, and they're undefeated. DRS uh, defeated uh, them by four. DRS also took uh, win, a win over Hank by five. Um, so DRS is, is uh, and also Ezra by 60. So DRS is not, it's not a bad team. These are, this is a team that's a, that's a championship contender. And Derek Atora is right with them to the end. Uh, along with DRS right now is Hafter. Hafter is 3-0, and recently picking up a win over North Shore by six. Other wins on the year was a 10-point win over YDE. And uh, and a five-point win over Flatbush. So these three teams really at the top of the pack. Flatbush, right? Flatbush and Mag and David and YDE right behind them at two and one. The Brooklyn group. Flatbush picking up their wins over Rombaum and Ezra. Uh, Mag and David picking up their wins over Share. Torah and and Rambam also and uh, a one point loss to Hank, so they're they're right there as well. Uh, YDE uh, YDE defeating Rambam also dropping the ten point game to Hafter beating North Shore. Uh, Hank right behind that pack at two and two. Hank with the close loss to DRS, uh, the one point win over Mag and David, the. Uh, six-point loss to Derek Hatora, and also a seven-point win over uh, yeah seven-point win over North Shore. Uh, North Shore uh, two and five after seven games, quickly falling out of the pack. Again, only six teams make the playoffs in in the in the divisions uh, in the JV. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
eight teams with wins, with Rambam, Shari, and Ezra, each with no wins. Rambam and Shari 0-3, Ezra at 0-4. But North Shore at 2-5, quickly falling out of the possibility for contention. Because right now, the best they can do in this in this division really is, you know, really is five wins. And it seems as if, I mean, unless Hank, YDE, or Mag and David, or, or Flatbush, you know, hit a very bad stride, North Shore might be on the outs looking in. They still have to face a couple of top teams. So this could be a precursor of very bad things to come this season for North Shore. They could make their way in, there's no question, but they got to get on pace right now. Moving over to the West, Frisch at 5-0, and um, JEC at 4-2. and uh, Interesting start for JEC, much like their their varsity counterparts. Let's start off with Frisch, though, actually, uh, because they're, they're, this Frisch team is, is at the top for a reason. Uh, big win over Ma'or. Uh, 17-point win over Ramaz, 30-point win over Heschel, um, beat JEC by 13, and uh, and beat Westchester by a lot. So this first team clearly ahead of the pack. JEC right behind them, though, 4-2. and two. Uh, Big win this past week in overtime over TABC. Definitely uh, a step up from the competition that they've faced, though. Um, other than that loss for Frisch, they, their, their wins have come over Kushner, Westchester, and Hillel. So... They're they're definitely they definitely were in need of a resume boosting win to sort of give validation to that to that record and the win over TABC sort of did that TABC because that was TABC's first loss of the year TABC at three and one uh, between the two of them is SAR at three and zero oh, uh, but we'll just do TABC right now because we're on that TABC win over Westchester a win over Ramaz and uh, a win over Kushner, but the loss to JEC sort of gives JEC a little bit of validation. TABC still in the mix, though. SAR at 3-0 and in between, the other undefeated team. Uh, SAR with uh, with wins, uh, win over Ma'or, also taking a, a win over Hillel this past week, 71, to, uh, sorry, uh, SAR is 2-0, and uh, a win over Hillel this past week at 71, 71-34. Uh, to 34. So they're right behind that pack. Uh, uh, excuse me, MTA is also undefeated at 2-0. Um, so MTA with a win over Heschel and, uh, and another win over Hillel, uh, looking to also get that resume-boosting win and should get that challenge over the coming weeks as they have two big games coming up against JEC and TABC. So wins over those teams to sort of validate that record as well. Uh, right there, though, uh, with them, Ramaz at 3-2. and two. Uh, Ramaz, interesting start to the season. Beat JEC by four to start the year. Um, then taking uh, a loss to Frisch, taking another loss to... Um, Taking another loss to taking a loss to TABC, so they're sort of juggling around against the top teams. Uh, I think that they're going to look to break out of the pack as uh, as the next couple of weeks go on as well. Behind them, Heschel at two and two, Kushner at two and three, Maor at one and three, and Hill and Westchester rapidly dropping out of the pack at zero oh and six. Uh, Maor at one and three, Hill and Westchester at zero oh and six. So Hill and Westchester right now looking to be on the outs as we come to look. Uh, I guess we got to look a little bit ahead towards the playoffs as this uh, as JV is rapidly picking up steam heading towards the home stretch. Uh, probably get get a look at their playoff uh, their playoff scenarios. Probably 
probably within the next probably within the next two three weeks really uh, because of how much they're really getting done even uh, I guess more so in the west than in the east because a lot of the western teams have that mixed break at the end of December as opposed to the end of January as uh, as the yeshivas really do so I guess over the next couple of weeks we're really going to see this division take form but it really looks as if Frisch, J, Frisch and JEC uh, well, Frisch definitely. Frisch is definitely setting itself ahead of the pack. We'll see if, how how real JEC is. We'll, we'll find out if SAR and MTA uh, can continue their undefeated ways. Uh, if TABC, uh, Ramaz, and Kushner, which of those teams, uh, and Heschel as well, which of those teams will really break out and make a push for the playoffs. Uh, and that'll really start, I guess, tomorrow night. Let's start out in the West just because of that. Ramaz and Kushner. Uh, playing tomorrow night. So that that team can really uh, set the tone for both of these teams. Uh, a win by Ramaz puts them at 4-2, and two, drops Kushner down to 2-4, and four, and really creates some separation between the top of the pack, Ramaz going to the top of the pack and the bottom. Or a Kushner win puts them both at 500 and really makes the middle of the pack interesting because that will put 1, 2, 3, 4 teams at three wins with MTA undefeated, uh, that that'll really muddle the pack, but it'll also give uh, Kushner uh, a decent win uh, for for a season that they haven't really had in quite a while. Um, and uh, I guess that'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Uh, other than that, TABC Maor Kushner SAR on uh, next week, next Monday. Uh, along with MTA Frisch, and uh, next Thursday we'll have two games. MTA playing against against JEC again. These are going to be two resume building wins for uh, two resume resume building uh, building games for MTA. If they can get wins over these two, especially Frisch at the top, JEC right behind them, that'll be crucial. SAR getting their first uh, real real shots at the top, facing TABC on that, that next Thursday and uh, that sat and Saturday night they face JEC and that Saturday night Hillel and TABC will also play over in the East. Hank and Rambam played today. We don't have their results, so that wasn't included in their standings. Uh, so Hank could very well be 3-2. and two. Rambam could have its first win either way. Uh, tomorrow night, Hafter and Ezra play. Hafter looking to stay undefeated. Uh, on Tuesday night, Shari, Torah, and Rambam play. Assuming Rambam did not win today, one of those teams will get their first win on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday night will also be a battle between DRS and Flatbush. Uh, uh, Flatbush looking to pull into the top of the pack. A winning over DRS would tie them uh, and would also give them a little more uh, a little more leverage in that battle. Uh, next week, DRS and Shari facing on Monday. That Monday, also Rambam and Ezra. So if Rambam hasn't gotten their win then and Ezra hasn't defeated Hafter, one of those two teams will get their first win. Tuesday night, Rambam will host Hafter, so one day after the other, playing two teams. Uh, Wednesday, Derek Hattoro will face YDE, looking to further their resume. And next Thursday, a big matchup, assuming both these teams uh, win their games over the next two weeks. It's another clash of our best rivalry in Yeshiva League sports as DRS and Hafter could go into uh, their game next Thursday, both undefeated, both looking to take an edge over the other in the race for the JV East. And rounding out the games will be Mag and David and YDE next Saturday night.
Oh, boy, we are running out of time, so let's get to this fast. Sorry, girls, we'll get to your games uh, at our next show. Don't know if we'll be on again next week because of Thanksgiving, but hopefully we will be and we'll have a lot to talk about. Uh, if you missed uh, any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nakam Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, JM in the AM uh, from 6 to 9 a.m., live on the stream, NakamSiegel.com, or on your radio, 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM Rockland County. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on Jam in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning Jam in the AM sports update. See you next week, right here on The Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com